Welcome to the MPTO Show. I'm your host, Aristotle Domingo, and joining me today is mom to a very active 12-year-old with the limb difference, Joy Rodriguez. Her son, Jericho, is in every sport imaginable, I think, which we will talk to her about, and is also the face of War Amps Champ program. Her son has received many awards and accolades for his advocacy, and I happen to know Joy personally, and I know the kind of juggling and hectic schedule she has with raising her superstar kids. So welcome to the show, Joy. Hi, Todd. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Yes. <laughs> great. Awesome. Thank you it's for being here. Me. Absolutely. We'd love to hear about your parenting skills, raising a child with a with a limb loss and, and quite the celebrity as he is. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Joy Rodriguez. I came to Canada um, around the year 2000, I think it was. I actually met my husband here in Canada through friends, like really close friends. And, you know, we started dating, we got married, and now we have three beautiful kids. <laughs> so three kids I have, um, Josh, he's 17, Janelle, 15, and my little Jericho, known as JJ, is um, 12 years old um, as of today. Wow, he's really grown up now, eh? I mean, I, I believe I met you guys a couple of years, about four years ago, and JJ was a tiny little boy. <laughs> and uh, we we met at a race, in a 5K race for sick kids, I believe, uh, a couple of years ago, if, if my memory serves me right. Now, Jericho is a double be- above knee. He's a double amputee through the knee. Through, oh, through the knee. knee. Yes. Okay, so can you tell us about that? Because I wasn't sure about that um, when I first met him. Now that you say that he's he's through the knee that they had to amputate. So did you know while carrying him that that he has or he was going to be born with a disability or or go, take us through that? Okay, so while I was pregnant, um, there was um, a phase in my pregnancy where I had the blood work done and the doctor called me and they said that um, we have some high readings. We'd like you to come in for extra tests. So I was taken to North York where they did some extra tests. They just wanted to rule out if it was Down syndrome, um, spina bifida, and so forth. I don't know what other tests they were doing, but they just wanted to rule out and make sure it was nothing like that. And um, it was confirmed. It was nothing like that, nothing to worry about. So, of course, me, you know, knowing that everything was okay, I didn't think of anything. So I took it as that. And then, boom, September 29th, he was born. My husband um, saw him first because I had a C-section. And he said, he is beautiful. I'm just worried he's not going to be able to walk. Those were his exact words when I was lying down. I'm like, what do you mean? And at that thought, you know, I'm lying down, strapped on, on the bed, right? Um, they, were, they were still doing whatever they had to do as a C-section. You know, the thing that came into my mind is, whatever it is, God has given this to me. You know, I'm, I'm grateful. I saw him crying, swaddled up in his little, you know, the little swaddle. And he was just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a strong cry. And then I didn't see him until um, a few hours. Well, they took him. They took us back to the recovery room, and he was still swaddled. So I never really saw what my husband meant when he said that I don't know if he's going to be able to walk. So that kind of triggered me and the thought in my head. But you know, I I just I was just grateful he was born, you know, healthy. And so when did I first see him without you know his his arms, his limbs, and everything? Was when they were going to give him a shower. So in, in the nurse came in, she unswaddled him, and then I saw all his limbs. He had this kind of severe form of club foot is what they call it. I don't know if you know um, what it looks like, but it's his, his legs were like really inverted in. 
And and then after that, I'm like, oh, that's what he means. Because we don't know if he's going to be able to walk. And he had like little two toes at the bottom of his um, foot. So I don't really know what to say. Like I, I just said, bless his child. That's the thought in my head. And then after that, you know, it was doctors after doctors coming in, specialists seeing us, my OB seeing how I was. And it was it was very overwhelming. But um, I know that, you know, there's a reason for everything. That was my thought. God has given this child to me for a reason. So moving forward, fast forward, you know, we were introduced and we were said, we're going to be referring you to sick kids, um, to an orth- orthopedic surgeon. Um just to check him out, see his bones and his growth and everything. So the first month of his um, year, like every week, we were at SickKids. Just imagine the time going there for the first month. And they they tried, you know, they checked him and they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to see what we can do. So what they were trying to do was trying to straighten his legs to see if that would work. That was the very first thing. And they confirmed that with x-rays that... Um, the tibia was missing and one other leg had a small tibia. So they tried the casting. And if you can imagine, you know, being a, a baby and then being casted every single week we were there, they would take off the cast, put it back on, see how far. At first we thought, oh, it's working. Like it's going straight. But then after I think two, three weeks, they were saying, this is how far it's going. So I think there were, you know, doctors were talking, they were getting, you know, feedback from others second opinions and all that. And, you know, they said to us that, you know, I think, you know, if you want really him to have a normal life and live like a normal child, amputation is something you would want to consider. So for us, like that, that came kind of came like, what do you mean amputation? You know, we didn't, it didn't cross our minds. Like we don't know. Um, but they kind of explained to us, we had really good doctors. Like um, they were amazing. Like the the whole team, they were so amazing at sick kids. And um so, you know, we said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. So they had to wait for him to grow. And then they referred us. They were the one who actually referred us to sick kids. So they just made me sign these forms. Like, oh, have you heard of the war amps? And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> said, no, I didn't. Um, and so they said, you know, this is someone who's going to be help be helping you in the long run. Once, you know, just fill in the form, send it off to them and um, go from there. You know, I wasn't expecting to receive a letter back right away. You know, after, I think, I can't even remember how long it was, but it was really quick that they gave us a letter asking for pictures and, and you know, um, just about the baby. So I sent that off. Like me being at home, looking after this baby's always sleeping. Um, I was able to do that, sent it off. I didn't hear back for a couple of weeks until they said, congratulations, you know, you're part of the Warhams family. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're part of the family. What What is there to do? And then after a couple of months, we received a letter asking to invite us to a seminar. I'm like, oh, what's this? And they said, you know, they'll cover the cost. And this is amazing with the war amps. You know, we we attend seminars and they cover everything, which is so amazing because, you know, for a family to be away for the whole weekend, that would be costly, right? So um, he was only five months when he first attended the seminar. He wasn't even, he, they haven't even done anything or you know, we knew that he was going to get surgery in the long run, but they had to wait for the right timing. So we had, you know, um, checkups with sick kids. And then, but before he even had his surgery, we were able to go to the seminar. Five months old Jericho was um, there for the first time. 
And honestly, it was so overwhelming. Like, okay, so I, I felt great, you know, attending the seminar because seeing kids all over Ontario, Canada. Um, and I know this is not all of us. This is just those that were invited. We met so many, so many kids, different ages with limb differences. I was very, very shocked to see this because I wasn't expecting so many. And so we were... Um, we were introduced, like we were a new family. So we were introduced to the rest of the, I think there was 12 families when we first attended that attended. And they said it was quite a large turnout for new families that came. And that was also when we met JJ's now best buddy for the Warhams, which they still communicate up to today. Um, so we were introduced to other parents. And then we also attended like groups with other parents and, and this is such a great opportunity that we were able to share. Um, they were able to share to us, you know, the, their experiences that they've gone through. And um, we were actually matched with another parent whose child was older, I think nine years older at that time. Um, and we, we were given their information. It's like the matching mother program that the Warhams have that, you know, we can communicate if you have any questions because her child has the same disability, like similar disabilities as Jericho. So if I had any questions, you know, as Jericho grows up, I could go to her and um, she would give me, you know, insights and tips on how to help Jericho as he's growing up. So, you know, the first, um, that that weekend, honestly, we were so full of information and I can never be ever be grateful with the Warhams for what they've done because even then, I was happy to have attended before he had surgery because I knew what I was going to be expecting when the time comes. So fast forward, Jericho at uh, 14 months was his surgery day. So, you know, I was so shocked, like the moms, they would text me and say, hey, we know it's a big day for you guys. You know, their thoughts and prayers over this. So it was really nice to know that there was um, there was somebody there for us, right? So yeah, he had an eight hour surgery, I think it was. I can't even remember because surgery time, you know, they said, okay, leave us your number, phone number, go has that state, you know, go outside, you know, go to the Eaton Center. It's it's close by here at, at Sick Kids. We said, okay, um, you know, this is the number in case, you know, we need to call you. So we stepped out. Honestly, we just stepped out and came back in. <laughs> and we stayed the whole day in the waiting room. And then we're seeing, you know, other parents being called. Um, it was different surgeries, of course, but ours was like, you know, we see people go in and out and we were still there. <laughs> and then finally, you know, um, I think it was halfway through the doctor came out just to update us what was going on. And he said, you know, because they, they, they still gave us the option of maybe putting, um, I don't know, trying to do other things before actually amputating. And then they came out and they said, I think this would be the best option. So we said, go ahead, do what you need to do is best for my child. And, we you know, you know, just praying and, and praying to God that everything is going to turn out okay. So he came out. Oh my goodness, that was very, very tough. Because <laughs> he was so bloated, like after surgery, you really bloat, eh? So I saw him, I just peeped. I didn't actually go in. I said to my husband, you go first. I don't want to go in because <laughs> I was I was a wreck. And then um, finally I was fine. I went in, you know, you can see the cast. It was, it was hard. Yeah, no, I can, I can imagine, <laughs> you know, nothing like seeing your, your, your child in that situation. I'm, I'm pretty sure what I've taken my mom through with everything I've gone through. 
And great to hear about the support that you were getting from all the other moms at Waramps, right? I think that's important because it's that information and that knowledge going in there. So when it becomes reality, over, overwhelming as it may be, it still helps guide you through as a parent, right? To know what what other things are, you know, what to expect, what every everyone's experience is going to be different. But I think knowing, I say knowing halfway of what to expect and then what to do after and then to have that peer support with you yes. as Jericho needs it, mm-hmm. I think it's huge. I, I truly believe in that. It was a big impact. That. Yes, a very big impact to us. Um, honestly, I think that was the best decision we did going to the first seminar, even though, you know, we're like, should we go? You know, there's really nothing. Because I know some, some, I've heard that some families are very hesitant to attend um, the seminar Mm-hmm. And I can attest to that because I was introduced also to another family who we just met in Holland Blurview because Jericho was going for an appointment. Right. And the prophet said to me, can you talk to the mom, you know, just introduce. And they saw Jericho and Jericho is a very, he's a very lively little guy, like very lively. He's, he's always jumping and he's funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> I think yep. that trick took after his dad. <laughs> From after the surgery and onwards, taking him to school. So were there any other challenges for you uh, in terms of finding him the right, even school or even, um, you know, just the, the everyday things that a mom would go through or our parents would go through for a child that has gone through what Jericho has gone through? Just setting, you know, just give us sort of an example or, or things that you found challenging and said, you know what, like, with the help of, again, uh, another parent or just from your childhood experience, Mm -hmm. what were those challenges and how did you overcome them? So just going back to from his surgery, it was a month after that we were fitted with his first legs. So he had to heal and everything. And after after the first month, we were taken to Holland Blurview. So he was fitted with um, his first prosthetic. And honestly, the first time he put it on, and I saw him actually standing straight up, made me really teary-eyed. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's actually working. You know, at the back of my head, I'm like thinking, he's actually going to be able to walk, you know? And and I didn't have any doubt in my mind at all that, because I've seen the kids like in the seminar and I'm like, this kid has no legs and he's walking, you know? So I knew that he can do it. I I, I knew that, and the support, the immense support that we get from, from the people around us, and especially the war amps, they honestly have... Um, helped us immensely in this. So I knew that my child was going to be okay. Like he's going to soar in his own special way. Right. So a month after that, he was fitted with his legs and then he actually started walking at 20 months. I think it was 20 months. So usually before surgery, nine, 10 months, he was already pulling up. So I knew he should be walking at this stage, you know, because my kids were all early walkers. So I said, okay, 20 months. And then he let go just all of a sudden, he didn't want anyone to hold his hands. And there is him, you know, a little wobbly with his new prosthetic legs. I was honestly amazed. And up to date, I have that video. We were at Pizza P- no Pizza Nova, where he actually started walking. He just didn't want to hold any of us. And we're trying to hold on to him just in case he falls. Because, you know, kids with double amputees have a tendency of lots of falls. So we're trying to prevent that. But you know what? As they say, let them do what they need to do. They'll know when they're hurt. So... We just let it be. So then after that, I'm like thinking, you know, oh my goodness, he's now growing. He's going to start school soon. 
So this was one thing that really worried me because as a mom, of course, you know the thoughts of people looking at him differently or if he falls, he's going to go to the washroom by himself, what's going to happen. So these are things that were, were going at the back of my mind. So again, here I am seeking the warrants. I, I went to them. I said, my son's going to be starting kindergarten. You know, is there anything we can you can suggest? And they sent me this school kit and they suggested that if we wanted to do um, a little presentation for his class or his school with regards to what it's like having a child who has special limb differences. And we took that, you know, everything that they can give us that we can, we can, you know, for Jericho's sake, we are going to do it. Like me as a mom, I think it's, it's really important for a mom to, to be able to speak on behalf of their child because you want the best for your child. Right. So I, I researched and I asked, I called, I, I, I emailed and, um, you know, I did get reply backs, which is really amazing. And, you know, they sent us information and then they, somebody called me and she said, um, I can come with you and, you know, I can do the presentation with Jericho and Jericho can talk about his legs. So, you know, we set the schedule and before um, the first uh, month of Jericho's schooling. So first of all, funny, funny story. So Jericho, he's going to go to kindergarten. So it's, it's like every other day that um, they're sweet. He looked at me and goes, Jericho, you're going to be okay. Mom, don't worry. I'll be fine. Those were his words. And I'm like, I know, but mommy's really worried. He goes, mom, don't worry. So he goes in all jolly, stands, you know, across the gate, you know, kindergarten, they're all fenced, right? So he stands across the gate and there's me crying. <laughs> My husband goes, why are you crying? I'm like, I just want to make sure he's fine. He goes, he'll be fine. So the day goes by, there's me trying to wait outside, looking in the window. <laughs> trying to see what they're doing but of course before all this the teachers um had already you know given me heads up this is what's going to happen with him because I did say he had a special you know special case with his legs so I was already you know they they were already aware of what's you know with this with this little Jericho coming into kindergarten so I was peeping and my husband goes let's go we have to do some errands <laughs> so I'm like because I remember um taking the day off you know first week of school just to make sure everything was on par. So that is one of the challenges too. I have to schedule and make sure, you know, the kids have everything and I have two other kids um, that I have to worry about too. So picking him up was really funny because he comes out with his hat and on the hat, it says, I made it. <laughs> I made it through the day. So it was really funny. He was all cheerful. He was all cheerful. And then he goes and gives me the hat. See, mom, I told you I could make it. I was honestly like, I said to my husband, oh, it's probably break time. Maybe we should just drop by the school. I was like, no, leave him alone. I'm like, okay. So, you know, and then as soon as he comes out and he gives me all these stories, I'm like, I was asking him, so did anyone ask about your legs? And the first day he was wearing jeans. So no, no kid really, you know, noticed anything. But he was like, he was walking a little bit like a robot because, you know, he didn't have any knees yet at that point. So he was still a little stiff, goes, no, did you make friends? And he was, he was really cheerful to say, yeah, I made friends. My teacher's nice. You know, these, these questions that you ask your kid when they come home from school. So my, my thought was, did anyone make fun of you? You know, it, it's funny. I shouldn't really be asking a four-year-old that, but I did. And then he goes, no, I had fun, mom. Don't worry about it. I made it through. <laughs> and I said to him, I had no doubt you were going to make it. I, I'm just, you know, just a mom. You just worried. You just continuously worry. But honestly, if your kid sees he can do it, they'll be able to do it. They'll make a way. They'll find a way.
I find kids are really resilient. And, and yes. I think that's a great story of being resilient um, and really overcoming without a second thought, like us as adults, how we um, overanalyze things. You know, as yeah. an adult amputee, I often have to analyze things and going, how do I do this? In the beginning, now mm-hmm. it's second nature to me. But kids, they just go, okay, I'll put my legs on, air quotes, and they go about their day without any hesitation or any not saying any thought to it at all, but I think that's their resilience in children. Mm-hmm. And and talking about bullying, yes, it does happen. It happens a lot. But I think also kids are more accepting of things that they just, well, that's an everyday thing now. And I think mm-hmm. what, what his example at school is actually getting those kids to understand that he's capable just like everyone else is in the class, right? So he's just that's- different. There's another story with school time. I, I can't remember what grade he was in, um, but I, I remember he was still in, I think, JKSK grade one. was No, it was JK or SK, where, um, you know, during recess time, kids are running around, and he would tell me that he was standing there because the kids are scared to play with him because he might fall. And then if they falls, and then the kid goes, I'll get into trouble. So they kind of, like, stay away from him, but they, he would still be there. Then he comes home to goes, Mom, they don't want to play with me because they're scared that I might fall. I'm like, oh, why? You should still go run with them. I try, but sometimes, you know, and I was really, you know, I was heartbroken at that point. I'm like, why? And then um, we were at a prosthetic appointment at one point. Jericho saw this kid who had um, the running blades in one leg. She was a single amputee, but she had a running leg on one of the, the legs. And then he was just, he was just his face. You could see oh, you can do that? And then he said to me, mom, can I have one of those? I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, not, not with the thought because I, you know, I wasn't at that stage yet, I guess, right? I, everyone has different stages. And these are the challenges I face when he sees something and he wants it. You as a mom had to, you know, you have to do something because you want him to be just like a normal kid and have everything that other kids does. And knowing that, you know, kids don't want to play with him because he can't run at that stage or he's going to fall, You know, I said, maybe I should, you know, at the back of my head, I was thinking, okay, okay, we'll see what we can do. And I told this processes, the story. And then she's like, why don't we, you know, contact the Warhams and see what we can do. And from then on, they said, why don't you, you know, we'll get them like a quotation or a funding, see if if it's something that he'll qualify. And Jericho is known as a super champ because he has limb differences with his hands and his feet. So they call him a super champ. So they have a champ and the super champ. So, you know, we put a request in, I, I, I requested, I emailed the Warhams and I just said, you know, this is my story. My kid, you know, saw this child with his legs and he's telling me stories about this is happening to him in school. And they reached out to me and said, go to your processes, get him fitted and see what they fit him with. Send us the quotation. And boom, it was, it was, it just went really fast. He got his first running legs because of that. And then from then on, he was a happy kid. Like he would be playing with with the kids just like any other. So that really made me, you know, I said, you know, really, if you don't speak up for your kid, he'll have nothing. Right. So forward with a mom that I also met during Jericho's appointments. So Jericho, he's also a double amputee. He's older than Jericho. And this is why the mom wanted us to have an appointment together because we've been attending the Warham seminar Whenever we get invited, we try to make it a point. You know, we schedule off work just to attend the seminar. So when we met this other kid, you know, he just had his walking legs. And I said to the mom, have you been ever in contact with the Warhams? They said, oh, we've been invited, but we never go. I said, is there a reason why you don't go? 
And she's like, yeah, it's just busy. And I, I told her about, you know, what Jericho has benefited from being part of the Warhams family. And I said to her, why don't you go? When we get invited, why don't you come over too? Or we can request to have, you know, um, be in the same seminar so you know somebody there. I think, you know, maybe she's um, a little hesitant because I, I don't know, for, for whatever reason. Um, making the long story short, she did attend the same time we did. And honestly, after that, everything that Jericho, I find that everything that Jericho now is getting, I said to the mom, you should, you should advocate for your own son. Because she asked me, how did you get that? I said, I wrote to the war amps. You know, they're very, very easy to, um, if you ask for something, they'll look into it. They'll get back to you right away. So, you know, it's, they want your kid to, to be able to, you know, and, and not to be um, financially burdened because these prosthetics are very costly. So, and you can attest to that. And, and you know, you know, the cost of these are not, are not cheap. <laughs> you know, the government does pay for the everyday legs that they use, but any recreational devices, they're not covered. So it, it's very expensive. So I'm really, really blessed. I can say that, you know, Canada has this program with the war amps that we are able to go to. And so my son now, you know, he's very active with sports. Growing up too, he's been doing swimming. And I think he started swimming when he was two, three years old. First, before he was just swimming without any legs. And then as he's getting older, of course, he got his first swim legs. So those are all through the war amps as well. And he was a happy little camper. Up to today, he's swimming. <laughs> right. He's I like, know that's that's one of the big sports that he does. Let me give a backstory. So I do a lot of ambassadorship for Paris Sport as a member of Paris Sport Ontario as an, as an athlete as well, as a para-athlete. And I've seen Jericho maybe, I see Jericho maybe three or four times a year trying wheelchair stuff, you know, um, running. I, we have actually run together as well in an actual race, like I said on the introduction. And then both attended a running clinic as well that was uh, with Osher as well. I don't know if you remember, that was like two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah, as, and I always refer to, you know, and I think people have kind of referred to us as big brother, little brother, because we're both yeah. below, because we're both double amputees. So take us through some of the sports that he does, first of all, and then take us through how you balance all of this with your lifestyle raising two of the kids and a family at home and you working full time. So our weekends are usually crazy when, especially when they were younger, it was a, a crazy weekend. It, I feel like weekends are just activities after activities. Cause I have two other kids like you, you guys know, right? So when Jericho was younger, he also liked um, playing soccer. So we enrolled him in anything that, you know, the um, process is said to us, you know, just let him try sports, anything he wants to do, just get him to try it. And then you'll, you'll figure out someday, you know, what he really wants. So, you know, as a mom, I, I always try to get all my kids into activities, like swimming, all three of them at some stage, just scheduling. I try to schedule them all at the same time, even though they're different levels, just so that, you know, we don't waste too much time. In, in one place, but usually our morning part will be all swimming. And then the afternoon would be us doing our errands, bringing all three kids as well. Cause you know, their ages are pretty close and we can't leave them in the house by themselves at that point. So it was a pretty hectic um, weekend all the time, you know, as a working mom, Monday to Friday, my husband and I are working. And then the weekends are the only time that they do their activities. And um my husband, I have to say, is a very, very, very supportive because he drives. I, I also have my license and I drive. I don't 
like driving. So I have to say, I have to give that credit all to my husband. <laughs> He's a very patient man. <laughs> so, you know, um, or sometimes he would leave me with the kids um, to do their swimming, you know, while he does the groceries and he comes back for us. So we, we try to juggle our, our schedule around that. And, and also soccer. So sometimes soccer is also, it really depends on the time of the year when they're enrolled in whatever activities. And funny question, uh, funny story with Jericho with his running legs in soccer was he was, you know, they're, they're kicking and you know how the um, the running blades, it's, it's got a little hook, right? I think he was only four or five, I can't even remember his age, but he was playing with um, his teammates. You know, they're all, they're all look really cute because they're all in their uniforms and they're all running around and chasing the ball. Jericho um, kicked the ball. It got stuck in his little, little blades and the kids all of a sudden, like they were running and stopped and didn't know whether they should be kicking the ball or what. And, you know, the other two siblings were just laughing and, and stomping on the floor because it was so funny. Like we were all like, even I, my husband, we were just looking and we're like laughing. I'm like, oh no, the ball's stuck. And then um, you should have seen Jericho, like he didn't know what to do. He was like trying to get the ball out, like trying to kick his legs. And then the coach, of course, blew the whistle and said, are you okay? And then this kid, um, because Jericho's also scared to kick just in case he kicks somebody. And then all of a sudden, you know, he kicks someone. It's really painful. <laughs> Those are hard stuff, right? So th that's one of the funny stories that Jericho does have when he's um, when he's in soccer. And it was funny because after that, I feel like the kids didn't want to go. <laughs> like they're too scared just in case they he kicks them by accident because anything can happen, right? But it, it was fine. After that, he was he was doing great and um other stuff that he does with sports is we've tried him with um wheelchair basketball because he likes basketball and you know with with double amputee it's kind of hard to keep your balance all the time right so we've tried him that and then um he loves running too so and and running he's we met this um group of people like the my team time canada they were and we met them through disability expo um, they called us, so this is going fast forward with his sports coming into now, into present. Um, I met them through the Disability Expo and they called me. This was after Jericho's surgery, I think it was. And I said, oh, he's going into surgery. I don't think he'll be able to, you know, to do the running and all that. And they said, you know what, when he's ready next year, you know, you should, you should try it. So we, the first time we met, we went to his actual running the first marathon um it was amazing like he loved it and it, it's it's pretty funny how he was telling me stories because in between I don't get to run with him right because I'm not a runner myself so um he has like angels is what they call them and then he's the captain of the group so and they they run with him they push him they run with him push him until they get to the final end and um of the race and he tells me about how he meets people in between. They take videos and pictures of him while they're walking or running. And then he's like, he said to me, mom, you know what? Sometimes I feel shy because we're running and then people stop us. And maybe the angels have, you know, their time that they're trying to reach. And I have to stop and smile with these people who want to take pictures with me. And I'm like, don't you find that nice though? Because yeah, it's nice, but I'm just worried about the angel's time. <laughs> so this is like funny stuff that he does. And he tells me how um, there's a lot of people cheering on them as they're going past, you know, the, I don't know what stations those are, drinking stations. So it he does have a lot of fun doing these runs. And I know you've run with him and, and that's where we met you. He said to me at the end of the race, he goes, mom, I met this guy. He's all, He also has legs like me. 
I'm like, oh, okay. And then I think at the end of that race, she's like, do you want to meet him? Do you want to meet him? I'm like, is he here or is he gone? And then my niece and my daughter, because they run that same race, they said, yeah, we met him. We met him. I'm like, okay. And then I think he was pulling me towards you and we finally met. <laughs> so these are like, and also that, uh, uh, other sports that he's also been doing, like um, with parasports, I know he's been invited to to speak at some points or media. Um, he gets invited to a lot of functions when we can. Uh, and if we can, if we're able to make it, then, you know, we say yes. And um, Veterans Day, that's another thing he's very, he's very, um, he does every year. He tries to do it every year. It's what we call the Operation War Amps Legacy. And um, I think he was nine years old when he was asked to do a little speech. I don't know if you've seen that, but that was amazing because they just said, you know, we're going to put him in the program because usually he would stand with the rest of the veterans and put a wreath um, and, you know, on behalf of the Remembrance Day ceremony. And when he was nine, he was asked, um, he would be included in an actual program and they asked him to speak. So there's me like, oh, they want you to speak. I'm like, what do I do? What do we say? So I emailed the warm-ups again. The warm-ups is like my, my go-to people, right? <laughs> so I emailed them and said, they want him to make a little speech, you know? So they they helped me, you know, formulate this um, the speech. And um, Jericho's task was to stand in front of everybody and say that speech. A week before that, I was like, before bedtime, we would we would talk. You know, like he's doing a speech and he would get so frustrated with me. He's like, no, no, you made a mistake. You got to do it again. <laughs> so the day of the actual, the day of the actual speech, he did so well. Like it just, I was just teary eyed again. Like just saying, I'm so proud of this little boy. And you know, the, um, the veterans came up to him after the, the ceremony and they were, you know, congratulating him, how he did so well. And, you know, just seeing that you're, you're um, representing the war amps. It's such a great thing. You know, it's like paying it forward mm-hmm. for everything that they've done for you, right? Yeah. There's something about seeing someone who is just like you, right? And then sort of inspired by it and saying, you know, let me meet him and I can do that too. Or, let, you know, let, let us get together and so that we communicate our community, Right. And, and I think that's important for, for someone's growth. But let me, um, you talked about him having surgeries just before that run. So with him growing up, is it common for him to have surgeries to make adjustments or how or are there future ones or what the prognosis on all of those things? So I didn't think he was going to have any other surgeries after his, you know, initial amputation. So growing up, you know, we still go to sick kids every year to you know, just to check his bones and make sure everything's going mm-hmm. right. And then um, in one of the appointments with sick kids, they did tell us that um, his hips may have a problem, you know, in the long run. And that's when we found out that they need to make adjustments to his hips because um, of the way it was growing. It could hinder him in the long run and doing this surgery would definitely help him as he as he ages. So he got the surgery done Um 2017, I think it was. I, 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 sorry, I'm not very good with dates, but he did have the surgery done, and again, that was a January surgery. Um, and he was, he was off his legs, like no weight, weight bearing, nothing for a whole um, month and a bit, and that was really tough. Like we had to adjust everything. Oh, and before that, because even going up the stairs, because we, we, you know he cannot use anything so we have um a chairlift that honestly blessing it was all timing that you know he had the surgery after 
Um, so we had to have a wheelchair down in the, the main floor, then a wheelchair on the top floor. And then the washroom, we had to have a special wheelchair that would take it in the washroom. So, and then the transfers, all those were very challenging at that point. Cause I'm like, Oh, how long is this going to last? You know? And it just felt like it was taking forever. And then we had to make sure that he was fully healed because he had, um, he had, he was in a cast too with that. So he wasn't moving so much with that. So it was, it was very tough, but it was more than, I think a month that he was off his weight. And then finally, when he was allowed to have some form of um, weight on his legs, we had therapists coming into the house to, to do physio with him. So the, the good thing with that is I had, um, we had the option of, not having to take him to the to hospital because even that we had to have a special um a special car seat at that point where or he had to have a special seat because because of the way he was sitting right so those are all very challenging moments for us but I know we just take it one day at a time you can only do so much um you know don't don't stress yourself if you need to get more information all you can do is call and ask is what I find um growing up with Jericho too we talked about his sports equipment, but you must have a collection of equipment now for him as well. Like how many wheelchairs do you have? How many? And how did you adapt your home? Like just the washroom. I'm interested in that. Washrooms are built standard. So did you have to do a lot of adjustments at home? So with the washrooms, we just do handles. We do extra handles where he can grip on because Jericho is very, he's very um, flexible. I don't know. He He finds his way. We have stools where, you know, he can just climb up and get from one one place to the other. Um, we didn't really have to do anything with, because we have a stand-up shower too, where he can just hop in and then a regular bath where he can just put a stool and he can just jump into it. We did have, um, when he was younger, we, we do have all those handbells where he can just hold on to. And we used to have um, a bath seat, uh, a bath where he can lift himself up and bring himself down as he was younger. Because of course, when he's growing up, we want him to be independent, right? So having these um, these home equipments will help him be independent. And I think it's led him to be more independent now. And also besides that, we have um, the stair lift, like I said, because that was a must-must because sometimes, you know, he's getting heavy. We can't lift them. Like when he was younger, we just carry him, let's go upstairs, you know, now it's a no-no for us. And, you know, I feel like we will get back pains for those. <laughs> so. Um, we have that. And then we recently got the ramp as well. We have a wheelchair downstairs that's really, really small. I'm trying to donate it, but of course not so many places will accept it because, you know, wheelchairs are, are built according to you as well, right? So, um, and if anyone wants it, we, we would love to donate them. <laughs> it's a small, it was his very first wheelchair. And right now he is being, he's being fitted for another one because this wheelchair that he has now, for some reason he grew really fast. I was not expecting after surgery, he got this wheelchair. Then all of a sudden it's only been three years. Cause I know for, and this is one of the challenges we're facing right now where I tried to um, forward the quotation to my insurance company and I got it back saying it was declined because um, it hasn't been five years yet. So now, you know, the process, the physiotherapists are all, um, they're writing this letter saying, you know, he's had a spurt growth or for whatever reason, it was after surgery. We thought maybe he would lose weight, but, and he grew. So as you grow, everything grows. The legs grows, the, the prosthetics, you know. So I don't know what's happening now. We're just waiting for funding from 
the government, the ADP is what they call it. And then from there, whatever ADP will cover, I, I don't know where we're going to, we're, we're looking for other means of funding now um, to pay for the rest of the portion because it is very expensive. Um, I remember now his wheelchair was 8,000 before, now it's 13,000. So if you can imagine, you know, where would I get that? Like, you know, um, it's it's very, very costly for one child. And yeah, they have to understand. And I think that's one of the challenges we have in this province where funding doesn't, you know, there's a rotation, but sometimes that rotation doesn't doesn't work, you yeah, know? It's a long time, like for you to get that, it, it especially now with this pandemic, it's, it's kind of hard, like having to go for appointments just to get, you know, fitted and all that. Right now, you know, with this, thinking of this, now we have to think of our, our vehicle as well because, you know, the, the wheelchair has to go in the vehicle. And right now his wheelchair that we have just fits into our, our, our vehicle. So now think, I, I said to the, um, to the people that were, you know, fitting him, I said, will this fit in our, in our van? <laughs> and now though we, we do need a new one, we're thinking, you know, they're saying we can get, um, you know, the modified vans and so forth. And they are as well costly. And I know um, getting your van modified, you can only get it every 10 years as well. Now, thinking Jericho's 12 years old, if it's after 10 years, he's 22. What if at age 16, he wants to start driving? Then of course the vehicle has to be modified. Then I'd rather have him, you know, with a vehicle that's modified than me just getting it to fit in the van and so forth. So these things are things that we have to think ahead of. Um, before we're actually going to go through with it. Because right now I'm like at that point where are we going to get a new van modified or are we just going to get him when he gets turned 16? Because I'm sure he's going to want to drive. And this is something I haven't really looked into yet, but I, I'm getting there. He's becoming a teenager and he's seeing his brothers. Um, his older brother, right, has his G1. So I'm sure he's going to when I'm 16, I want to get my G1 too. <laughs> so this is right. scary. <laughs> You're right. You have to think about all those things and a child growing up and all the adjustments, not all the adjustments, I should say all the adoption you have to do for, mm -hmm. for his needs. Absolutely. He's going to want a car, you know, he's going to want to learn to drive that. And there's the cost of learning to drive just like everyone else. And then there's the actual cost of the car, just like everyone else, but his yes. has modification again. It's, and it's all those things that I find, you know, uh, funding for is very hard to come by. Yeah. So that's what I'm point. scared of right now, but We'll deal with it day by day and, and go from there. But I know, you know, Lord has plans for us. So yep, like you look at now, right? <laughs> absolutely. And I think just getting to cross that path is one thing and, and getting there, you know, preparing to get there is another thing as well. So I'm sure you'll find the way as, as always. So Joy, what tips would you give parents who are raising a child with a limb difference? So I would say, you know, um, like I've been mentioning in the previous um, stories that I have, I live it day by day. You know, if your child asks for something, do your research and then advocate for your son. Like you have to or, or your kid, you you have you're the voice. You know, if, if he asks for something like my story from when he was a small little boy, he was he was sad because he couldn't play with his friends. They were scared of him. So I did my research, reached out. And honestly, reaching out, there's no harm. They say no, they say no. If they say yes, that's great. And you'll have one little happy little child, right? And also with, um, I guess with prosthetics, because I have had, I've faced challenges with um, him having sores or 
you know, he said, this is, I don't want to wear it because it's twisting and stuff like that. You have to make sure that um, when you do go to your appointments to ask him, even if it's a hundred times that you have to ask him in front of his processes, does he feel comfortable? Do you need anything? And if he does need to go back, take him back because it's very important that um, being fitted for the right fit for him to like to wear his legs every single day. So I just find with Jericho, if there's something wrong, he tells me right away. And then there's me making a call to his processes and saying, I need an appointment. He broke his leg or he needs this adjusted. He says he keeps twisting. And, you know, they're pretty good with um, accommodating, you know, your, your time and they make scheduled appointments just to fit your needs as well. And again, this is where the warm-ups come in very, um, they're very, very good with um, covering costs. You know, if you have prosthetic appointments, because, you know, parking, you always have to pay for parking and all that. It's so expensive. Um, I remember the time when Jericho was born, I said the first week of his, first month of his life, um, we were in and out of the hospital and sick kids and parking at sick kids is no joke. <laughs> so um, we weren't approved yet with the warrants there, but they said, just keep any receipts you have, you know, parking. And honestly, it was like eight months, I think, of of receipts that I had. I sent it to them, they covered it. So that was so amazing. And so, you know, for, for those parents out there who has heard of the war amps and they've been invited to seminars, haven't been, I suggest that, you know, you guys should go. They really have very informative um, information. They're very, very helpful in, um, you know, they connect you with families who have the same situation as you. You know, you can be matched up with another family that's going through the same same situation you're in. And honestly, it does help to be able to reach out to other parents as well. I'm very grateful with the parents I've been matched up with. And like I said, Jericho is um, up to date, still in touch with his um, with his buddy who lives in Montreal. <laughs> Just, you know, it's very far. So, um, and they've both grown up knowing, you know, they're looking forward to the next seminar because they're going to see each other and then they catch up. And, and you see the kids light up when you see them together and, you know, they're not alone in, in Canada. You'd be amazed to see how many kids, you know, have limb differences and they just don't know where to reach out to. Can you generalize for us the, the coverage that you get from Warham? So we talked prosthesis a little bit, but just kind of go through um, the coverage. So you get the seminars. Yes, we get seminars and any, um, they also now have, I think, so they have, wreath laying like the operation legacy if you want to be involved in that santa parades they have that as well where we we go out to communities they have also the key tags and these are not government funded these are purely from you know from everybody just donating to the key tags and i don't know if you've heard of the key tags but this is like a little tag that has your number and it has all your information if you lose you attach it to your keychain if you lose it it'll come back to you and it's amazing how it's it's a free program, you know, you just donate whatever you want to donate, donate. They don't ask for anything. If you can't, then you don't. You just have this, this key tag on your keys. You lose it. And then if someone finds it, they just put it in the mailbox. It comes back to you. So, you know, I've heard a lot of stories with the key tag program where, um, you know, they've lost their key fob. They attach it to their key fob. And those are very expensive to replace. And when they get it back, they are amazed that they get it back. And then, you know, after that, you, you hear people, they're donating a lot to the war amps because of this, you know, because it, it's a very, very unique program that they have. And I, I honestly, um, if you don't have one, you should go get one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And other stuff that they also do, um, like Jericho, he does speaking as well, you know, 
um, on behalf of the warams when you can, or doing um, introducing the warams schools. Like they go to schools, they introduce what the warams does, and you know the, um, the type of fundings they have. And so there's prosthetics. There's well, we talked about extra costs like parking. Yeah. Um, home modification you do through Easter Seals, correct? No, Easter Seals, um, they offer you 3000 a year. So if it's okay. anything more than that, you have to look for funding elsewhere. And that's the same like our ramp that we got because we know Jericho is getting older. Um, before, we used to just carry him through the garage, but we got a ramp done just um, after his surgery. And that is getting us ready for him to be able to come home on his own so he doesn't need his brother or sister opening, you know, the gate. We're trying to get him to be independent in that way. That's why we got the ramp done too, because he does get picked up by the school bus and dropped off at the house. So that's very helpful. So now he's 12, you know, coming to 13. Um, eventually he'll be wanting to come home on his own or the other two kids have other activities that they're not going to be at home for him. Um, well, it's a little different right now because of this pandemic. I'm always home. I'm working from home, which is really great. Right. So, um, but these are things like, if I can't get to the door, he can come in himself. Like he right. can help. So these are um, stuff that we are trying to prepare him for his um, growing up lives, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Those but so, are- so what? So what fundings have you accessed then as a parent? You war amps, Easter seals, any March of Dimes, any, no, and then don't. just the right. So then, just the regular uh, ADP program and your insurance. Yes, we have also, um, with the ramp, I know um, we've reached out to our mayor. Yeah, so they funded a little bit of that as well, which is really great. Frank Scrapili is a great mayor, you know. <laughs> we love him. He's great. We've seen him um, in events like going to the warrants. He saw us again. So, you know, for, for the Veterans Remembrance Day, he's seen us a couple of year, a couple of times in every year saying, oh, it's good to see you again. So he remembers us, you know, when we see him. And um, even going out to the functions during the summer, um, you see Jericho running around. He sees us. He remembers us. He says hi, which is really great. So um, Jericho does a lot of stuff on the side as well. You know, when when we, um, anything in the community, when we go out, we, we know something's happening. We, we try to make it Santa Claus parade. We always try to um, participate in that as well. Um, it gives Jericho a boost, you know, just when he was on the parade, this is one thing that was really funny on the per- Santa parade here in Markham. You know, um, I think some of his friends saw him on the parade and were like, hi, Jericho, they're all waving at him. So that was, that was funny. He's telling me, mom, I saw my classmate. I saw my teacher, which is really nice. Right. So, right. No, I think again, representation, right. So I think mm-hmm. he's doing a lot, not only for himself that way with, you know, being in the public eye, but at the same, at the same time, uh, people see him. Right. And I think that's important. I think that's the one of the biggest change for me was not only was he was it helping my confidence publicly, but yeah. also people seeing me allows them to see a normalized, if you will, air quotes, normalized person, com, you know, contributing to society. Right. I may have a disability or I may be uh, I may have limb loss or I may be seen different, but I am also a big part of the community. I am a member of the community. Yeah. So that's what I tell Jericho too. Like if, if you get invited to any public speaking, just recently we went from Blue Mountain and this, this family saw Jericho and I was somewhere and I came back to him and this mom introduces herself to me and said, Hey, I'd like to invite you guys after this pandemic is, you know, and this is one way of him. I was so surprised Jericho was just talking to them like they were friends, you know, I'm like, 
who's he talking to? And then just to see him, I think building up the confidence, that's one thing the War Amps has done too with seminars for these kids is they've really built up their confidence. Like Jericho's now 12. I know he wants to be a future junior counselor for the War Amps because they have that program too, which again, it helps them. And then as they go to university or colleges, they also have this... Um, you know, little seminars during the seminar for kids, you know, they, they break out the parents and the kids. So they do teach them. It's not just all for the parents. It's also for them. So I'm looking forward to that day where he becomes a junior counselor. I asked him, do you want to be a junior counselor? Go, of course, mom, I want to help those other kids know what I've done too. So that's really great to know. And I know he's, um, his confidence has built on um, through, through the years with the RMs. They've really um, trained him, I guess, in, in that aspect. He's not scared of the stage. <laughs> he can do all, certainly a lot with that. Mm-hmm. And I know you're raising a Paralympic athlete, I think, with all the sports <laughs> that he does. I hope so. Well, he's, he's now, I don't know if you've noticed, he's now into sledge hockey, right? So this again, oh my goodness. The funny thing with this sledge thing is, we were just at Costco. This is another story. This is a funny story. Yeah. Jericho's running around looking for a blanket with his sister. And then this guy taps him. He goes, hey, where's your mom? I'm like, and then they come to me. I'm like, what did he do? Because <laughs> he was running around looking for a blanket. So I was like, oh, hi. I'm sorry. Did he do anything? You know, he goes, oh, no, no, no. We're just, you know, we're so, we're so happy to see him. And, you know, we're just wondering if you'd like to try out um, on the rink. It's, it's what they call sledge hockey. I kind of had that that in my mind, but I never really mm. looked into it. So I said, oh, and I said, okay, just give me the address. You know, we'll look into it, especially with scheduling. And it's usually a weekend. So they gave us the address. We went just, I said, you know, they invited us. You could go, you know, maybe this would be good for him. So we went and this was it. When, when, when he, he went on the rink, he's like, mom, I really want to do this. But that was towards the summer. So I know that the, the, it was just ending. The season was just ending. So I said, okay. And, and I got the information, you know, and then that's when I started inquiring. I emailed, I said, my son would like to, to join this team. And it's funny because the um, Sledge Islander hockey team club yep. there, only the Markham area, but they're a little bit older. He was the youngest. So he's the youngest up to now. So which is really nice because um, he was able to relate to the older, older people, older adults. And, he was actually playing with him. I was so shocked. And, you know, that was one thing they said, you know, okay, so before the season starts, he'll need a sledge or we can lend it to him. But of course, you know, the sledges that are there is whatever is there. Right. And this is, this is the story that just amazes me. One of the parents emailed me and said, Hey, why didn't you apply for this? You know um, it's what they call all experience hockey thing. I, but I applied, I was procrastinating last minute, 11 45 PM. I submitted the application and the questions I just answered them and I'm like, mm, maybe he won't be chosen, you know, but it's whatever. I, I tried. We were at Niagara Falls weekend when I got a response. You know, I'm like, because I wasn't expecting. I'm like, ah, oh, he probably didn't get it. You know, we didn't get the call. And I got an email and my, my data for some reason wasn't working. So I got the email late. Then I got a call and I think it was more than 100 applicants and they only had 20 to select. And boom. Jericho was one of them. So amazingly, he got fitted for his sledge. And he, honestly, that was the best thing. Like, even now, Jericho, like his coach, they they message him, they do Zoom. But he does want to get back on the ice. Um, I think this is one of his, 
like most likable sports right now that he's doing. And we had to get, that's another challenge that we had is his gloves. Cause you know how his fingers are a little different too. Right. We had to get that modified and amazingly, you know, we were asking for a quote. They were not giving us any quotes. The only thing they asked for was videos of him wearing his gloves and we could send it to him. So he said, if this works out, at least he knows he can do this for other kids who have disabilities that will help. So that's excellent. We we got all those for free, which is really amazing. And like I said, you know, his sledge, his his hockey stick, all that was all donated to him by what Kevin. Kevin, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't grow too much and he still fits his sledge for you know the next season. But yeah, we're looking forward to that. I just heard that the hockey, um, the ice, I think is going to be opening in January. So we're looking forward to announcements that. This is because, you know, the kids are are stuck home, right? It's 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 sad with this pandemic, but and, and you know, to get the exercise in, it's really tough for them. So hopefully this will be something good. Where can they find more info on Jericho and yourself? I mean, I guess they can go through the war arms to find you personally yeah. and to, to work with you as a as a family matching program. But where can they find Jericho's goings on and, and what he's doing? Because I know he's a very busy kid and I thought I was busy, but he's really busy. So is there an Instagram where we could find him? Um, He does have, uh, he just kind of started it. So it's not really out there, but he does have his Instagram, Champ Jericho. I said to him as he gets older, he's he's becoming a teenager. He wants his own cell phone now. And I'm like, you don't need it yet. But he's at that stage where he's asking for these. You can definitely, he he does have access to his Instagram. Um, Sorry, I'm not a very techie person. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's okay. I'll share the link, but uh, that's great to hear. I want to thank you so much for doing this, Joy. This is such a, this is such a joy to have you, Joy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there. But again, thank you so much for joining me, Joy, and sharing your story and Jericho's story and some of the work that you do with the Linvoss community. I want to thank Joy for joining me today. I'll share all the links on my website at www.airstalkcommunity.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, please connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at The Amphitheater Show. Until next time, I'm your host, Aristotle Domingo, and this has been The Amphitheater Show Podcast.